1: God has now, now revealed himself through their writings. God has given Joseph Smith through the angel Moron. I mean, Moroni. Sorry. This new revelation. Listen, someone once said, and this is worthy to be written down. If it's new It's not true. And if it's true, it's not new. God has revealed himself in the Bible. The Bible is the infallible, inerrant, God-breathed word of God. And it was Jude who said that we Christians must earnestly contend for the faith. Once and for all delivered to the saints. No new revelations. Once and for all delivered to the saints. So when people start telling you, oh, I've got a new revelation and you need to throw away your Bibles and listen to what we have to say. That is not true. It's a once and for all message delivered. And it was Paul the Apostle who said to the, to the church at Galatia in chapter 1 verse 8. He said, if I or an angel from heaven come to you and preach any other gospel than that which you have received. Then let him be anathema. Cursed. Paul said, if I tell you something or other than what this word says, or an angel from heaven. If an angel comes and says, I'm an angel and I got some new stuff for you from God, because I'm an angel. I was like in, in the heaven deal. I was in the, 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 the temple with God. I'm telling you, I'm an angel and I've got new revelation. Paul said, let him be anathema. That word anathema means let them be cursed to the lowest pit and hottest place and darkest place of hell. Paul said, even me. Paul the Apostle wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Come on. No one should come preaching another gospel, new revelations. I was watching TV the other day, the Christian TV. I don't know why I do this to myself. I must enjoy pain. Because I'm watching Christian TV. And, you know... and I'm listening to this guy, and he's, you know, preaching. And, I mean, the guy's preaching his heart out. He's just sweating. He's preaching so hard. He's just sweating. And he looks, and, you know, he's like, I do want to tell you. He's just going on and preaching. And, you know, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of his, whatever he was saying, right in the middle of it, he just goes, what? Huh? What? God? Is, is, is that you? Is that, is that you? What? Uh, Timmy's in the well. What? I'm oh, no, no, oh, okay, oh, 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 okay, okay. He looks into the camera and says, I have a message from God. He says 300 people need to give this ministry $1,000. I'm like, well, I ain't one of them 300. I can tell you that. (laughs) What What you want me to tell you? You want me to write you and let you know? Nah, you didn't get that from God. Come on, dude. And it just drives me nuts. And I just drive myself crazy. I don't even know why I do it. And they they get going. I just want to throw my Diet Pepsi at the the TV. I'm like, ah! Man! I don't understand it. And the sad thing is that some Christians will will, will listen to that and really believe it's of God. and, And really, you know, buy into this. Man, what are they saying about Jesus? What are they saying about the word of God? That's how you can identify them. And then secondly, how do you identify them? Here's one for you. Look at what they're eating for dinner. What, Rodney? Yeah, what are they eating for dinner? Are they eating lamb chops? That's sheep for some of you guys. Are they eating the sheep, okay? All right, I'm, I'm just here to help you. All right, I'll help you out. That's sheep, lamb, sheep, lamb, sheep. Okay. What are they having for dinner? Are they eating lamb? They're eating and fleecing the flock of God and not feeding the flock of God? Are they? You know, Paul, matter of fact, Again, I don't have time for this, but I'll do it anyway. Take your Bibles and turn to Acts 20. Turn quickly. Let me hear, hear some pages. I want to see some smoke. Turn quick. Turn quick. Turn quick. Acts. John. Acts. If you've gone to Romans, you are gone too far. Back up. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. Turn quick. It's on page 988 in the Holy Anointed Version. Okay, Acts chapter 20. Look, look, Acts chapter 20. Saints, if you're there, say amen. Amen. All right, now I want you to look at verse 26. See, this is Paul the apostle, and he's talking to a bunch of pastors from Ephesus, and he's on the island of Miletus. And this is what Paul has to say as he gathers these pastors in a pastor's conference, if you will, as he gathers them together in verse 26. Notice what he says. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. You see, that's why we teach verse by verse here at Calvary Chapel. Because I want to be able to stand before God and say, God, I gave him the word and I gave him the whole word. Not just half, not a part of it, not what I thought was cool, not my favorite sermons, not my favorite topics. But God, I gave him everything. God, I gave him the whole counsel. That's my responsibility as a pastor to give the whole counsel of the word of God. Therefore, in verse 28, take heed, Paul says, to yourselves. Now, this is shocking. Look at this. Take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, the church that he purchased with his own blood. How can people... Take advantage of people. How can people teach people things that are not in the Bible? How can people rip off and fleece the flock and manipulate them and destroy their faith? How can they? When God purchased the church with his own blood. And do you not know that someday you will stand before the true and the living God. And you will give an account for that because it was his nail, nail pierced hands, and his nail pierced feet, and his blood that was shed, and his body that was broken, and he died for this church. And who is anyone one? to tell someone something blatantly that is not in the scriptures to manipulate them, to give them money or to give them anything. That is not of God. It is the most evil, horrible thing that anyone could do for, to anyone. Passionate, am I? Absolutely. Rodney, you're a little bit serious, aren't you? Yeah. Because this is serious. Y'all with me? Look. He purchased it with his own blood. For this I know in verse 29, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. You see, what are they eating? They're eating the sheep, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves. Therefore, watch and remember that for three years, I did not cease to warn everyone night and day. And notice Paul says, I did it with tears. Paul was weeping as he talked to these pastors. And notice where they come from. Did you notice he says they'll rise up from among you. They don't come in the door and go, hi, I'm a false prophet. I'm here to deceive you. No, that's not the way they do it. They don't come walking through the doors announcing the fact that they're liars. They don't do that. What they do is they come in, they worship. They enjoy Jesus. Jesus. And they lift their hands just like everybody else. And then they say, hey, come to my Bible study. And when they get you to their home and in their Bible study, or hey, why don't we meet at the coffee shop over there in Kerry? Let's get together and talk. And they speak perverse things. And they draw men to themselves. The false prophets are right in the pew. The false prophets are in the church. They're in seminaries. Lord knows they're on TV. And they prey on the immature and the unstable and the gullible. And they look like sheep. But inside they're still hungry and vicious wolves seeking to devour the sheep. And how do they devour innocent, unsuspecting sheep? Second Peter chapter 2. Turn there in your own time. That's your homework. Go and look at it. It says they bring in destructive heresies Even denying the Lord Jesus. How do you know them? What do they say about the Bible? And what are they fleecing, feeding on? God's people, God's people, they're false prophets. Not only are they deceptive, but our last point they are dangerous. They're dangerous. Notice what Jesus said in John chapter 10. It's on the screen. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, this is the guy who's paid minimum wage. He who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, he sees a wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and he flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them, literally ravages them, tears them apart destroys them, destroys the church, destroys God's people. The hireling flees because he's a hireling. That's why he does it, because he's paid. He doesn't have the heart of God. He doesn't have God's heart. He doesn't have God's mind. He doesn't believe God's word. He's just paid. It's a job. So he flees because he is a hireling, and he does not care about the sheep. Jesus is saying if a wolf comes and his shepherd fails to warn them, then he's a hireling and he doesn't care about the sheep. You see, a true true shepherd worth their salt will warn the sheep when they see wolves coming. And that's why I tell you this morning, Peter, Paul, Jesus all warn the sheep because the wolf is coming. And if you don't, you're just fattening them up for the kill. How sad it is. They're deceptive and they are dangerous. And how do you detect them? Well, look at verse 16 in your Bibles. Verse 16 through 20. How do you detect them? Jesus says, you will know them. How? How, saints? By their fruit. See, you get it. You'll know them by their fruit. Now, don't misunderstand me. We don't need to be, and we've talked about this in this whole area of judging, We don't need to be fault-finding and critical and gospel gestapos, sin-sniffing, heresy hunters. We don't need to be those kind of people, but we do need to listen to what they say. And we do need to inspect their fruit. We need to be fruit inspectors. Jesus makes it clear this is not really hard to think through. Jesus says a bad tree can't produce good fruit and a good tree can't give you bad fruit. Looks like a lemon, feels like a lemon, tastes like a lemon, it's a lemon. Looks like a false prophet, sounds like a false prophet, it's a false prophet. Look at the fruit. Detect them. Look at the fruit. You see, look past the appearance. Look a little deeper. What's the fruit? Galatians chapter 5 says what? The fruit of the Spirit Is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, goodness, self-control. You know the chapter. Keep it in context. Jesus, Matthew chapter 5, 6 and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. Remember Jesus was talking about the Beatitudes? So you look at their life. You look at the fruit. Do you see in the man who is preaching the word, who is teaching you the Bible, who claims to be a prophet, do you see in them... The Beatitudes, the characteristics of, in the Beatitudes, humility and meekness and mourning over your sin. Or do you hear them always asking for money? My pastor told me a long time ago, 18 years ago, he told me, I'll never forget it. He said, if a man is after your wallet, he cannot be after your heart. Mm-mm. It's no way you, you, you can't serve two masters. If you after my wallet, you cannot be after my heart. So we need to look at the fruit. Do you see a man who is hungering and thirsting after righteousness? Is he a peacemaker? Is he proud? Is he arrogant? Is he self-indulgent like the Pharisees were? You see, listen for what they deny versus what they affirm. You see, many of them, they deny some of the essentials. I'll tell you what. If every Sunday you go, if you're just busy here or whatever, whatever you hear, if you hear a sermon, you listen to tapes all the time or whatever. If, if, you, if you leave the presence of God and the word of God and you always feel good. It's probably not teaching you the truth because God's word will offend you. Period. You can you can count on it. Pastor Rodney's not offending you. I, I don't want to offend you. I, I love everybody. We are the world. I mean, look, me and you, we, I love you. I, I will go out of my way not to offend you. But the Bible, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the true gospel, will offend you. You can count on it. Jesus is a rock of stumbling and a stone of offense to all those who don't believe. Period. And if you leave a service all the time and feeling warm fuzzies, And you just, oh, just want to snuggle up. Mmm, I was so, mmm. All the time. There's probably something wrong there. I mean, you never hear a sermon on sin. You never hear about repentance. You never hear about uh, confession. You never hear about the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, no, that's yucky. We can't talk about yucky stuff. You never hear these things. Listen, there's something wrong. Don't listen, listen, don't listen necessarily to what they affirm, but what do they deny? The Bible. Well, the Bible is the infallible word of God as it is, you know, accurately recorded. They say, "Ah, you got to listen and ask the Lord to give you wisdom as you listen. You're always hearing good stuff. Not a good thing. It's a great story. Here's your nighttime reading. Great story. First Kings chapter 22. You read it in your own time. It is the best. It's the funniest story of this guy named Micaiah. He was a prophet. And, and, and Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. And King Ahab was the king of Israel. And King Ahab wanted to get a relationship with, Je- with uh, Jehoshaphat so they can go fight against the Assyrians. So Jehoshaphat said, you know, before we get into this deal together, we probably better ask God and see what God thinks about all this. And Jehoshaphat said, hey, Ahab, you got a prophet? Jehoshaphat said, yeah, I got a prophet. Prophets are us. We got plenty of prophets. Prophets, you got a prophet, man. We got a prophet. So we brought in a prophet. They brought in a prophet. And the prophet came in. And as they would always do, they would always tell Ahab what they wanted to hear, what he wanted to hear. So So the prophet comes in and, they ask the prophet about the, the battle situation and the prophet said, oh, king, you know, um, you, you guys are going to go to battle with the Syrians. You're going to wipe them out. You're going to slaughter them and they're going to be slain all over the hills. And oh, it's going to be awful and bloody. King, you're the victor. And Jehoshaphat said, hmm, something feels weird about that. I'm not so sure about that. I don't know what kind of tipped him off. Maybe it was the Rolex watch and the suit and the limo. I don't, I don't know what the deal was. But, you know, I said, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about that. And, you know, you got another prophet? He said, yeah, I got a prophet, another prophet. This guy named Micaiah, he's in prison. And the reason he's in prison, because every time I ask him to prophesy, he always tells me things I don't want to hear. He tells me bad stuff. And so I said, well, get him. so the messenger goes to get Micaiah out of prison. And, and so the messenger and Micaiah are walking along and the messenger says to Micaiah, he says, look, man, all the other prophets have been telling the king good stuff. Okay. So when you get in the king, you got to tell him good stuff. I mean, you, you got to bring it down, bro. You got to bring it down, man. Bring it down. And so Micaiah said, uh, Micaiah said, I, he said, I will only speak that which the Lord puts in my mouth. And so he goes into the king. And he prophesies and he says, king, if you go to battle with the Syrians, they are going to wipe you out. King, it's over for you. It's done. You are dead meat. The king, Ahab, turns to king Jehoshaphat and says, see what I said? The guy never tells me anything good. (laughs) Great story. I read the Sermon on the Mount. Challenging. By no means is it intended to make you righteous. It's challenging. This sermon, it's a call to response. I think I've learned that. It's a call to action. This is a call to be sold out for Jesus. I want to be sold out for Jesus. Amen. I I do. I do. I hope you do too. I was reading this statement, true statement. I want you to listen, listen closely as I close with this true statement written by a young African pastor who was martyred for the gospel. It's entitled, My Commitment as a Christian. Listen at what he wrote, true statement. I'm part of the fellowship of the unchained. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed, my present makes sense, and my future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame visions, mundane talking, cheap living, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith, lean on his presence, walk by patience, and lift by prayer, and labor by power. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions few, my guide reliable, my mission clear. I cannot be bought, deluded, or delayed. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up, until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, and preached up the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me. My banner will be clear. And may it never be said of any of us Christians who call ourselves followers of Jesus, that we are faux Christians, that we are fake Christians. My fruit. I I invite people, absolutely examine my fruit. You become a fruit inspector. And when you examine my fruit, looks like a lemon, feels like a lemon, tastes like a lemon, it is a Christian, I think. (laughs) Amen. Father, we love you today. We love your word. It's awesome. Father, may we be committed Christians, not fake or phony or counterfeit Christians. But God, when people look at our lives, may they examine our fruit and see Christ in us, the hope of glory. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our glory. And so, Father, we love you today. We bless you today. We honor you, God. And I pray that you would just continue your work in the hearts of people as we continue in the word. May your word reach deep inside and change us, Lord, from the inside out. Lord, may our mind be set to believe your word and to do what your word tells us to do. And by your Holy Spirit, use us, Lord. Change us, God. May we be the real deal for Jesus.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at one 800 293